Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Today on the program, I am joined by John Kostoros. And John and I have known each other for many, many years now. But we've really started working very closely together over, I would say, the last year, year and a half. And the reason is this, data. The most valuable asset that you have to your sales and marketing is often the most neglected. And DemandGen, while we provided years and years of data services, we have over the last couple of years been working much more around solving the data challenge for our clients. So I wanted to have John on the program. I like to think of this as a hybrid, a little bit of our MarTech Monday episodes where we focus on specific technology. But because our two companies are working so closely together, I want to explain to you all what we are doing and, and how we're helping our mutual clients. So John, thank you for joining the program. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm very excited to join you today and um, talk about my favorite topic, which is cleaning data. Well, you are so good at it. I mean, I've sat on countless calls with you where you've explained things, whether it's to members of my team or watched you guys uh, present at conferences. And just your domain knowledge is phenomenal. You've been with the company uh, for eight years now and certainly seen the the evolution there. Um, by the way, for those of you that do turn in regularly to Demand Gen Radio, episode number 82 was with Russ Arts, and Russ is chairman, and he is the co-founder of Computer Associates. So if you recognize Russ's name, he was the co-founder, as I said, of CA out on the East Coast. First company ever to generate a billion dollars in software sales. So Russ knows how to build and scale companies, and Russ joined the organization a couple of years ago when he really saw the opportunity of what was happening in digital marketing, right? We live in this digital economy, and we are so dependent on data. And yet, if you think about it, those of you that use Eloqua, Marketo, various marketing automation systems, you really don't have the tools to deal with your data challenges. And it's extremely costly, which is why the theme of this episode is, you know, the cost of bad data and what to do with it. So, I've asked John to join the program. We have some big news for all of you tuning in. I got two announcements to make that we'll cover up front, and then we're going to talk about what to do about your data. The first announcement, right, John, is that we have, I think we just put out a press release that our two companies are working together, and DemandGen is doing the implementations of Ringlead for Ringlead's customers. So again, coming back to that data is so critical and data is such a valuable asset, two companies said, you know what, who better than us? to team up with Ringlead and make sure that when somebody gets their platform that we onboard them. And this is a really incredible onboarding experience that we have created. So those of you out there that use Ringlead and maybe want some more help and guidance with the platform you already have, give us a shout. And if you're thinking about getting Ringlead or maybe think about it after this program, we look forward to working with you on your implementation. And the second thing is that DemandGen will be announcing some services that we are bringing to market Uh, some very white-glove-oriented data services to really take the challenge of dealing with your data completely off your hands. So I will save that for another episode, or maybe by the time this releases, the news is out and and you can get more about that. But John, let's jump in, because you, uh, again, eight years at Ringlead, you've, you've answered every question to every customer on the planet on how to deal with their data. Let me start off with this question. 
Why do you find that people haven't dealt with it or don't deal with it by the time they get to you? What's been holding them back or maybe distracting them from dealing with such a critical part of high-performance sales and marketing? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I look at job boards all over and articles about the highest paying jobs, I see that, um, you know, data scientists managing data, it's, it's, it's up there every single time. But um, then when I look at all the, the studies by Forrester and Gartner, they, they say that, you know, nobody in the organization really wants to own the data. And I think it's because, you know, traditionally managing data is, is quite difficult and time consuming and in some cases tedious. And, and for those of us that deal with it every day in sales and marketing ops, we know it's important. But, you know, uh, I've done full POCs with clients that are very happy and, and they go to upper management. Um, and if they can't prove the cost of, of dirty data on the processes happening around them um, and, and make that an executive decision, then it, it can fall on deaf ears. Yeah, for sure. You speak about the cost of dirty data, the theme, and there's a uh, research study out there that Serious Decisions put together. I'm going to make sure we link to it in the podcast description and anywhere that I promote it myself so that you guys can download this. But let me summarize it for you in a nutshell. In a nutshell, there's a table on, I think it's page two or page three, that says if you have a strong, healthy database and you're trying to do a campaign, let's say to 100,000 contacts, a strong database will produce as much as 60% more revenue for you than a database that is not as healthy. And on average, from our research and other research, on average, most databases have at least 25% bad data. And I don't mean bad data as uh, you know missing information. I mean as non-marketable contacts. They're either bad contacts, they've left the company, they're duplicates or other various things like that. So getting your database pristine is the goal. And we certainly uh, can get you there. For those of you that don't know Ringlead, they have a platform, often gets acronymed into DMS for their data management system. And it's very different. Uh, When all of us got started in marketing automation, and for many of you, you built things like data washing machines in Marketo or in Aliqua, and you built these programs to standardize and normalize data and did that there. No longer should you be doing that. That That is not the place to do it. And what's the reason for that, John? I mean, something we talk about. I'll let you answer that that question. Why is that such a, you know, worked at one point or it worked okay, but why move to a platform like what you guys have for doing that type of hygiene and normalization work? I think one of the issues that I see is just the manual upkeep of those washing machines. I remember Jeff Shear, who was one of Marketo's champions of the year, explained that, um, you know, he would, he had up to 180 different variations of one job title tax, you know, taxonomy and a segmentation campaign. And he was always adding to them. So I don't think there's a lot of, you know, uh, Intel or AI that helps you to improve the normalization patterns. But then the other thing that's even more important is just the connectability, right? Marketing automation syncs with CRM, CRM syncs with ERP and, you know, uh, e-commerce systems. And there's so many pieces that are connected where if your standardization or normalization structures are not in a system that communicates to multi-platforms and it's only in your marketing automation system, then you're not maintaining your standards across all those, those different data silos. 
And so that's why I really think it's important is to, to centralize the location of your standardization so that it actually works in multiple platforms. Yeah, I mean, your, your interface is purpose-built for dealing with data. And those of us that did washing machines in marketing automation, as you said, like in Jeff, right, you've got to build these lookup tables and these fancy little flow programs, and you really tax the shit out of your marketing automation system. And if any of you that ever complained about the performance of your marketing automation system, when you've got these systemic programs running in the background and, and moving data through them on a regular basis, and every time new records are, are entered or, or modified, they go back through these programs, it can really weigh down the application let alone if you move marketing automation systems, you have to rebuild all of that. So they weren't purpose-built for doing data washing and normalization, that type of stuff. There are some dedupe tools, certainly, in some of the applications that are out there, but nothing like what Ringlead has put together that is purpose-built for doing it. A lot of the ways that you use a Ringlead is, is through creating these tasks, their workflows, if you will, and you can define these tasks. So if you want to normalize a field or if you want to you know, do some mass updates to different fields. You just create tasks and create that and do that. And so that's why DemandGen is is called in with Ringlead clients and to help our clients, you know, configure these things and set it up because let's face it, right, John, you always talk about what's the cost of a data scientist out there. Very expensive role and responsibility. And so marketers are busy working on marketing programs and marketing strategy and getting campaigns out the door, often lack the resources to manage their data. So we um, we enjoy working in the platform and you've you've been critical in helping us ramp up. Let's go through what a typical process would look like for someone who wants to get their data cleaned and then uh, keep it clean and pristine. So we often start off with with an audit, right? And and John, what are some of the things that uh, should come out of that audit in terms of insights for marketing team members so they know just really the state of, of their database? Yeah, I think the, the first one is, um, you know, do you have normalized taxonomies and segments for things like job titles, right? Personas, department level, um, territory segmentation, but also how many duplicates are in your database, right? How many, how many leads do you have in your database that have no linkage to the account object? Um, that's a ma- massive issue. Um, how about um, what percentage of your emails are spam traps or hard bounce email uh, signals that you know should really you know you should really consider removing? How about invalid phone numbers or or physical addresses? And um, what percentage of of data on your person or or account records is missing so that you don't have the ability to segment those those records in the right groups? Uh, and then what percentage of the contacts in your database may have moved to a new business, right? And, and I think those are, are, are the, the best ways to start. Um, the, the second type of analysis would be once you've cleaned it, take all that data and figure out what the ideal profiles are so that you can find more lookalikes. But, yeah. but the in, initial is, right, normalize, dedupe, link leads to accounts, find invalid data points, find missing data points, and find where people have moved on to new careers. Yeah. And these these things don't take months to do. They're actually very structured engagements. The tools are available to us to conduct this really quickly. And so think about it, folks. If you 
Remember all those fields that sales or someone asks you to make in the database because, hey, we feel we should have these fields here on the lead or contact account or opportunity object. Wouldn't it be nice for us to just quickly tell you what the field completeness percentage is so that you can go, oh, my God, I can get rid of all these fields because no one ever used them. So in addition to the things that John shared, just coming back with a, a view into the state of your data is the best place to start. It's not an expensive proposition. It's not time-consuming. And then there's, okay, what are you going to do about it? And and cleansing it is critical. And you, you don't want to have duplicates in your database. You don't want to have invalid records because the cost to you is enormous. Think about, for example, your sender score. Every time you try to send emails to invalid contacts, think about the cost of your direct mail if you are sending out uh, even print-on-demand direct mail through folks like Sendoso and PFL, and yet they're invalid addresses. So you're just crushing your marketing performance in a negative way when you have bad data or invalid data, let alone, right, John, what if you want to do ABM and you have no lead to account matching or you're trying to do account scoring and you have no way to roll up scores? So linking is actually very critical. There's also a lot of people, John, right, who struggle with routing because they've built workflows using the routing tools in Salesforce that are, let's face it, just not really that good. And so there are so many different challenges uh, with data. You guys specialize, of course, in all the cleansing capabilities. But talk about prevention because when I've talked to people about cleansing the database, they always think of it, John, as a static project. Like, hey, we're going to clean up our database. Demand Gen, we want to help get your help. Uh, to clean up the database. We say, okay, let's talk about that, but let's keep it clean as well. And that's where the kind of like a little bit of a head turn, like wh- what do you what do you mean by that? So can you walk us through some of those entry point protection systems that people are now doing uh, and, and explain some of the benefits of that? Yeah, and I, I think this is actually also addressed in the same study David shared earlier with, from Serious Decisions on page one, and they call this the 110-100 rule. And so um, a lot of people, like you said, you know, they think about periodic cleanses, whether it's quarterly or it's yearly or it's every 10 years or, you know, never. Right. But um, what you quickly find out is when you're cleansing data, it's time consuming. You have to pull in multiple departments. You have I mean, it's a costly activity. And in some cases, because the multi systems layered into the process, uh, it makes it very hard to cleanse the data because multiple systems don't have one-to-one syncs and they loop it back in. So there's a, a real cost to, to, to retroactive or periodic cleansing. And if, in the study, it says if it costs you a dollar, which that's a variable number, if it costs you a dollar to prevent a bad record from entering your database, it's 10 times the cost to cleanse it. Um, and if nothing is done about it, it's a hundred times the cost because mistakes begin to compound on each other. Like you continuously send emails and mail to an address that doesn't exist, right? And so the the reason that it costs so much to cleanse that database is because you've got to get a group of people together. You've usually got to get high dollar technologies to do this mass cleanup, and then you've got to do it, you know, manually periodically. So preventing, right, if you're doing a lot of list imports uh, from trade shows or you buy lists or you got a really great website or, or advertisement campaigns that get a lot of website um, traffic and, and, and form submissions, 
sales or you've got a great sales team who's out there just paving the road and manually entering a lot of data and even other outside systems, right? I see a ton of systems like SalesLoft and Outreach that are just dropping data into the CRM marketing system. So if you're creating data from these endpoints, what you really want to do is make sure that as it's being created, it's being cleansed, okay? Before it gets into Salesforce or Marketo or Eloqua, it's actually going through that, you know, washing machine to make sure that once it gets in there, it's been normalized. Yeah. You've looked for duplicates. You've linked that lead to the account. You've validated the email, phone number, address. You've appended additional information that helps you to segment and score demographically as well as route. Uh, and so it's very important to get that, get to that before it's created 10 X cost. Um, because you don't have all the problems of, you know, trying to clean it out after it's been created. For sure. And if you want to know another reason to do this uh, is just savings, cost savings from potentially your CRM, uh, because certainly Salesforce charges not only for users, but uh, for times data. More relevant, though, is your marketing automation system. Almost every marketing automation system I know charges for the number of records that you have in your database as one of the factors in your pricing tiers. So if on average, what John and I find, I think every study finds, is that about 25% of your database is bogus after at least a year, sometimes sooner, then if you've had your marketing automation system for even more than a year, you are paying additional licensing fees for housing data of non-marketable contacts. So the new way of, of making sure that data is clean is not to do these once every couple year audits and cleanse. It is to set up cleansing using a platform like Ringlead and then put the prevention endpoints in so that it stays clean. And those are going to be in a couple areas, as John uh, hit on just to recap, your forms. So for the forms on your website to make sure when that form data is getting submitted that your data is not getting duped right there. Some people say, well... You know, marketing automation systems prevent duplicates when a form is being submitted. Some do, some don't. And even if it's not a duplicate, it may coming in with invalid or incorrect information that gets normalized. Think about it. More and more people are submitting your forms today on mobile devices. Do you think? You know this. Do you see them hitting the shift key and capitalizing their first name and capitalizing other fields? And if you're trying to do personalization, it doesn't look too good if you're doing personalization and things are formatted incorrectly. So normalizing and standardizing field values, states, countries, titles, roles, all those things are absolutely critical. And if, why do this is they're going to be the cost savings in your licensing fees, your direct mail fees, preserving your sender score of your email instead of sending to bad records all the time, and getting those contact records that have moved um, addressed. John, when you, uh, when you guys have been working on the platform, you started with cleanse and then you expanded into prevention, but you've recently added routing and enrichment. So talk a little bit about what the strategy is there and what some of the value of those capabilities are. Absolutely. And, and before I answer that, I'm going to say one more thing about that size of database. I think the biggest swing I've ever seen is we ran deduplication on a 1.2 million record database in Marketo. We got it down to 700000 in the initial cleanse, and they saved $100,000 on their subscription costs. And this is a major company that you'd all recognize if you go find case studies on our site, you'll find them. But 
Uh, it's pretty amazing that um, if you utilize some of these cleansing techniques, the amount of money that you can save on your upcoming renewals for uh, marketing systems. So back to routing, right? So Ringlead was the first Salesforce partner back in 2004. We started connecting to a lot of databases. And what we did was just duplicate prevention and cleansing at first, and then started doing standardization and all these other things. But we accumulated so many customers over the years. And what they really love about us is, yeah, the cleanse, but the, the, the prevention technologies were connected to their web forms, their list imports, their manual users. And so we've got these endpoints covered, including the API, right? And so as these records are being created, the first thing is you look for a matching contact. Then you look for a matching account and matching lead, right? And if you find any of these matches, right, then we can make updates to those records. If we don't find a match and we create a new record, then you know, it creates another scenario. The four scenarios you have are no match, mm-hmm. matched lead, matched contact, and matched account. Now, in all those scenarios, our customers were always asking us because they were so sick and tired of maintaining assignment rules in Apex or in Marketo and just, you know, just maintaining them. Uh, not even how bad they are, just how often does somebody go in there and maintain those, those, those rules? Um, and so they were begging us to um, create a UI where they didn't need to code these actual rules and make it so that they could create assignment on scenarios for those four different use cases. If I match an account, I want to assign it. Uh, if it's a target account, I want to assign it to an account team on that record and the business development rep on the account team. If it's a new lead, I want to make assign it by territory and vertical, size of company, how much capital somebody's raised, right? And so what we've done is we've added to all of our endpoints that are already processing all of this data, customized, unlimited workflows for routing rules, as well as unlimited um, round-robin queues. So you can create workflows for how leads are assigned in those four scenarios and who's going, who's going to be assigned the leads, a group of multiple people, one after the other, after the other, or a single person, right? So you can actually make your workflows and your, your actual round robins. And it's, um, it's more approachable. It's, it's less, it's less code. It's, it's more configurable. It's I like I like the approach. I mean, for the same reasons that we've moved our washing machines out of marketing automation into a platform like Ringlead, putting routing and even lead to account matching that type of stuff in a platform that's really purpose built uh, for doing that. Um, it, it, you're right. I had forgotten uh, that you guys were the very first partner, and that's when I first discovered it. When everybody used to use like the web to lead forms in Salesforce, mm-hmm. which had no duplicate prevention at all, it would just create a new record every single time, whether it existed. You guys, Steve said, you know, your founder said, "That's crazy. We should stop that so that duplicate records don't enter the database." And look how far you guys have come. Crazy. What about enrichment? Uh, a lot of people use different services these days for enriching their database. And you guys have now added enrichment uh, in this past year to the platform, enabling people to add both contact and firmographic information. What, uh, when should someone use a Ringlead enrichment platform versus some of these other services or a combination thereof? Yeah, so you know, for, for us, again, it was all about matching dupes. 
And so that's why we started standardizing. And then we figured out, like, you know, all these people are submitting a lot of records to us that don't have a lot of information. Like, you know, maybe it's only got a first name and an email or so. You'd seen, I've seen crazy patterns of information sent over to us. And so, you know, we've made relationships long ago with a lot of data vendors and referred a lot of really great customers to data vendors because, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't have the information, we can't dedupe it. We can't prevent the dupes. Nothing can be done on that information. And so my answer to your question is, when should you look? If you don't have an enrichment vendor, you should look for an enrichment vendor. Um, now, what, how does Rainlead do it? Uh, well, Rainlead it allows any combination of data vendors. And, and if you look online, you look your favorite vendor, and then you type the words API documentation after their names in the Google search, almost every single time you'll find that they do have an available API. And so Ringlead, instead of, you know, when a new lead is created in Marketo, you calling six different webhooks to get validation from one and enrichment on contact and then enrichment on direct dial from another and then firmographic from another and then global firmographic from another, right? We give you the ability to incorporate all those, any vendor selection in a waterfall of selections. So that when a new lead is created to an import or a manual submission or web form, every field value that's important to you is being pinged off of your favorite data sources and automatically standardized into your own taxonomies, which again, for us, core competency is let's match it and make sure that we're not allowing dupes and that we're associating leads to accounts and then and routing them the right way. Yeah. Um, and so this was a major you know, benefit for our core competency to add in these amazing data sources so that, you know, users while they're creating records can get a full picture and do an identity resolution of, you know, very little information starting points. Yeah, it's a it's a much better approach, as I've been saying, right? We've, we've learned how to do these things in our marketing automation system and make all these different API calls or web hooks through these different programmatic, programmatic flows. But that forces us to build those programs, right? Someone's got to create those flows and put all the hooks together and QA it and test it on a platform that wasn't necessarily designed to do those things. And using the DMS platform, the Ringlead platform, where we configure for our mutual clients, right, these different flows, then you have that. And you can put those flows uh, to the database that's in Salesforce or to the database that's in your marketing automation system and just have this stuff running, you know, in perpetuity, just, just, doing the job that it needs to do and keeping your data uh, pristine. Well, thank you, John. I mean, I, these things are always hard on a MarTech Monday episode to not demo the product and talk about the product. I think for everyone, a couple key takeaways. Number one is you got to deal with your data. It's costing you far more than you realize if you just use this set it and forget it approach to the database health. You've got to not wait for these annual or biannual cleansing projects. Come to us, let us do an audit for you, show you the health uh, and situation of your database. And then if it makes sense, let's get it clean and keep it clean. And we are very honored, John, that you guys selected us to be your implementation partner for your clients. And for those of you out there that sound like, well, it's great that those tools and technologies, but my goodness, I don't want to buy another MarTech tool. I don't want to have to implement it. I don't want to have to set up or manage it. That is 
the service that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode that we have come to market with is this full end-to-end service freeing our clients from having to buy any technology and implement it and even manage it. It is a full end-to-end solution using our folks that I like to call the data mavens. So uh, it's great to be working together. Data is not sexy, John, yet. I mean, it's one of those things where so many people don't love to chat about it, but it's, it's so critical. And I really hope that as we continue to work closer together, we make data and the benefits from healthy data get as much appeal as an ABM or another type of best practice that is being touted these days. Because um, as we've seen in the series study and others, get your data in gear, um, let it stay that way. You are going to improve your marketing performance. And that's what it's all about. Data is your most valuable asset to sales and marketing. So don't neglect it, right? You'd hire a financial planner to manage your money. So why not use some service providers to manage your most valuable uh, asset? Anything else we're not hitting today, John, that we need to chat about or some other news or or capabilities? You guys are, you just released the Eloqua uh, connector. I know that. Anything else coming that uh, we can surprise people with who have tuned in? Yeah, we released uh, the Eloqua connector. And then, you know, again, I I don't want to just reduce the size of people's databases. I, I think it's sad that when you buy a marketing system, the larger your database gets and your email list, the more you pay for it. And like, I've gotten all these increased price emails from my vendors for my own marketing automation system. And I, I every time I get that email, I cringe. But my goal is not just to reduce the size of your storage. I think that what, what we really look to do is help to get the data under control, consolidate it, clean it up, and put it in a format that you could put AI or, or your own models on to identify profiles, right? And once those profiles are identified, we want to heck, help you build the heck out of it. So right, si- right inside of this platform where you're doing all your data orchestration, um, you're also able to set any list vendor inside of a lookup. So you can build lists once you have the right profiles from your, be- your your favorite vendors right inside the platform and make sure that those lists, when they're going into your marketing or CRM systems, don't create duplicates, have the right standards, get validated, you know, uh, they're put through assignment rules. Instead of having to do all these flat file exchanges right directly with vendors, and, you know, I know that's a pretty painful process. So. I think that's the most exciting new feature coming out after what you know we've talked about now, and that's probably, you know, it's a short roadmap item. So you'll be able to build really strong lists right inside of the platform, and and really that's the next step is understand your data and then find as much of it as you can that's relevant yeah. for your personalized segments. Love it. Well, thanks for joining me. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, that's going to conclude this episode of. Demand Gen Radio. These MarTech Monday episodes, like I've always said, it's really to expose you guys to technologies that are out there that I think are worth you checking out. Do, do you need to get them tomorrow? Uh, are they right for your business? That's going to be up to you. But I certainly like to highlight and feature technologies that we find our clients are getting value from. And it just goes without question that you've got to be dealing in the digital economy. You've got to be dealing with tools to help you manage and get your arms around the data. If you would like a demo, feel free to reach out to John at Ringlead. You can also reach out to my team if you're a client or interested in learning more. We'll get you a demo and talk about our services and and get your data in a phenomenal, pristine state. How many people have you ever asked and say, hey, is your data pristine? And they say, yes, nobody ever says that, but we can certainly achieve it. 
John, thanks so much. Uh, I'll let you wrap up your day there in New York City. And my best to the team and my best to all of you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.